From aliens to zombies and everything in between, this is Paranormal Disease. punch the table as I did that, so rip listeners' ears. <laughs> they weren't expecting it. Hi, everybody! We're back again. Both of us. One more ride. One more. Until we record our next one. Right, which, one more. which uh, I think we, we should announce it now. We are planning on doing a, uh, a visual aspect to our podcast. Finally, we're going to be putting something up on our YouTube page. Um, <laughs> a little teaser. but uh, I hope that t- shocks down as people realizing that we have a YouTube page. Yeah, I hope so too. Please go to our YouTube page. All of our podcasts are up there, as well as uh, the next thing we'll be doing, which will not be on SoundCloud. It'll just be on the YouTube channel because it will be, in fact, a video. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing a little bit of um, gameplay, uh, some video gaming, which I've always been interested in. Yes, this is this was, is up Zach's alley. He really wants. He's. I've been really? pitching this since we since we started, <laughs> and you're finally giving because we, we found a game that actually is uh, related. To, uh, something paranormal. I'm not going to say what it is, but it's coming. It'll be our next one, and I think we'll also have a uh, special guest with us. I believe uh, our friend Matt will uh, be coming on with us, mm-hmm. sharing his insights. Yes. So that'll be fun to not just hear our voices, but someone else as well. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, if you're sick of us, prepare to be sick of someone else. If you're sick of us, you probably stop listening. <laughs> but if you're here, it means you love us, and we love you a lot. Deeply. It, I need you. <laughs> A lot. How much? So much. <laughs> uh, yeah. Enough of the awkward silences. Let's uh, jump into our topic today. All right. We're going away from paranormal a little bit, but mm-hmm. something equally as weird. Yeah. Something well, that you and I are both uh, very uh, interested in. Who? Everyone's interested in this sort of thing. <laughs> they should be. They, they should be. According to research and percentages, a lot of people are. Conspiracy theories. Bum, 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 bum. Some of uh, the most culturally relevant things just unexplained phenomenon having densely complicated solutions and convoluted solutions sometimes that really don't make any sense or easily explainable phenomena that have for some reason just been bogged down in bullshit just added depth out the <laughs> ass. people really like to assign meaning to things they think this is a result of uh, english class at high school instead of just teaching you basic english Told you to, uh, you know, really look deep for themes inside of books, which I was later told by some of my professors in college, which was the biggest pile of bullshit. Like when I was reading Catcher in the Rye and um, Holden Caulfield had a red hat. I remember I had to answer a question. What did Holden Caulfield's red hat signify? And all I wanted to write was it signified that his hat was red. And that's exactly (laughs) what my professor would have told me in college name was Daryl Spencer. He was one of the smartest people I ever learned from. And from that point forward, I started reading things for what they actually were. Because the simplest explanation tends to be the correct one. That's right. Would you, you would agree with that? I would agree with that. But that's no fun. No. no. That's why we have conspiracy theories. <laughs> to add <laughs> endless right. amounts of bullshit to simple things. That's right. And <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really interesting when you start... 
just reading like the the full amount of conspiracy theories out there there's such a wide range and they're so and they range from like the very like very serious like um recent things the 9-11 attacks mm-hmm. conspiracy Which, theory there's a there's a back to the future conspiracy theory that says that the back to the future movies predicted those attacks which uh, our boss actually shared with us, which I found hysterical. That was really funny. Yeah, it was very He came up to me and was like, you're interested in this. <laughs> he said the exact this. same thing to me. <laughs> he was like, this is pretty weird. Who can I share this with? I know, those two weirdos I've got running the warehouse. <laughs> Don't like this. And he was right. <laughs> and yeah, he, was, he was absolutely right. We really did love it. Um, but then there's other things like... Um, Vaccination conspiracy theories about how they possibly produce autistic side effects, Oof. things like that. That's a lot of paranoia behind that one, I would think. Yeah, and uh, Obama's birth certificate. Oh, birth come ri- on. There's, there's a for anything. There's a million and one conspiracy theories, and and there's a, there's other classic ones from the past. The Kennedy assassination. Oh, the magic bullet theory. The magic bullet theory. Ah, I've heard of that one. So you have some of the you have some of these things that really affect everyday life. These were large historical events that really either shook people to the core or people didn't have what they felt was a like solid enough explanation for what happened and so people start developing their own reasons why things happen right and there's typically some sort of menacing unseen uh, nebulous force acting behind them whether it's Mm -hmm. governmental or uh, some sort of secret society Mm -hmm. or alien it's yeah, a lot it's, of things. It's any one of those things, it's... And another interesting thing is it could be, depending on your own political views or any one of your own... Like, any of your views, it ends up being the opposing force to what you want. Of course. It's... Always. If you're liberal, it's conservative. If you're mm-hmm. conservative, it's liberals. If if you're pro-something, it's the anti-group of that. It's somehow corroborating to, to thwart something you want. Or it's some kind of... Um entity that's sort of universally seen as evil as yes. uh, one of the uh, ones that I showed you was Project Monarch which I Ooh. was shocked that you did not hear of but this is a theory that um, during World War II Nazi scientists c- came up with a mind control technique that was uh, picked up by the New World Order the New Illuminati mm-hmm. to put us all into submissive states and do their bidding middling around sort of creating revenue while they pulled the strings like a uh, big unseen puppet master my favorite like you can take you can take any good conspiracy theory and it all, i always feel like it ties back to nazi scientists in, in some if, way or if you way. want a good conspiracy theory always start with a nazi scientist because that's actually rooted in reality the mm-hmm. nazis were real and they did some very fucked up things and they had scientists it, it's sort of like yeah they, they did they had, <laughs> they had brilliant scientists because that did. was the thing is like like any other country you have brilliant minds and when mm-hmm. you get into those political ideologies you're sort of shoehorned. It's either you play ball with these guys or they're going to kill you. So you're going to put your brilliant mind to work or you're going to die. I guess you could try to escape, but there's always the fear that you're going to be you know, looking over your shoulder that one day, if they win that war, mm-hmm. they will find you and they will enact revenge on you, which you don't want. <laughs> yeah, and it depends also, like, when were you going to try to escape? Mm-hmm. Are you doing it when the Nazis are rising to power? Okay, that's feasible. You might get out of Germany. But after the war starts, right. and Germany con- like controls all of like the land all of like continental Europe, it's like, well, how am I getting out of here now? Right. Anyone? 
no one. The damn. J- John Mulaney had a bit about this where like uh, Nazis are not specifically Nazis, but like at a certain point, it just becomes like Michael Jackson, where any story that you hear about them might be true, and they don't even know. <laughs> like, it's like. Michael, is it true that you bought the elephant man's bones? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> it's, the same thing. it's the same thing with Nazis. It's like, do you think the Nazis could have really been, like, eugenic-driven, power-hungry, like, bastards? Well, the answer is yes. But it's like, how deep did they go? Did they really dive into the occult like a lot of people said they did? I think that's actually true. It is. They had a division of the SS who did that. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. That just tells me that they're, okay, let's look into everything. We need to win... We need to explore every option. That's right. We need to call the devil in on our side. That's right. Thus Hellboy. That, yeah. Great comic. Mm-hmm. Funny movie. Ron Perlman. Perfect uh, choice for Hellboy. We're getting off subject. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about what we're going to do today. Okay. I think the basic idea is uh, three theories. One's going to be one that I made up. The other two are going to be uh, better known, uh, perpetuated by other crackpots that are not me. <laughs> and we're going to <laughs> talk about them at length. So would you like to start with uh, one of the ones that you researched? Yeah, I'll pull okay. one up. Because this... So <clears throat> when taking these conspiracy theories... So we talked about the start of what maybe might be... A, like, Well, conspiracy theories in and of themselves aren't rational. Mm-hmm. But they have a, a spectrum. And it starts from somewhere that might be trying to... It might be trying for you to get a grip on a situation that happened. But then there's ones... Like, it goes to the opposite, which is, it sounds so ridiculous <laughs> that you can't quite figure it out and where it comes from. I, to me, a lot of these feel like that. Like, yeah, I know. What the hell? I know, but, like, some of these some of these just get crazy. All right, let's start. And so I'm going to start off with this really crazy one, which I, I researched, and I think it's really outstanding. And Really? And, oh, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Okay. It stands out. Because this one, like, so this ties into recent events, too. Okay. Uh, and this is called Project Bluebeam. Bluebeams. Project Bluebeam. Sounds um, delicious. <laughs> it's just blue construction beams being yeah. put up to comfort Those are tasty, world. man. They're tasty. Um, but Project Bluebeam is the following. It is a four-step process propagated to bring about the new world order under one religion and to control all of humanity. Sounds feasible. How do they plan on doing this? Okay. (laughs) There are only four easy steps. Step one. Step one. The breakdown of all archaeological knowledge. What? Cakewalk. Trust me. Here's how we're going to do it. Um, So pretty much, this is the process um, which... Okay, so this has to do with NASA a whole lot. So apparently NASA is this giant shadow organization. Aside from putting people on the moon or planning to go to Mars, are also... They're going to do this. Okay. So NASA. NASA would aim to discredit all existing religions through the breakdown of all archaeological knowledge. This uh, step one deals with the setup of earthquakes at certain precise locations on, on the planet where supposedly new discovery, discoveries will suddenly explain the wrong meaning of all major religions' basic doctrines. Okay. Um, the sure. theory suggests that by providing evidence to falsify the teachings of all major religions, people will be more likely to accept the New Age religion when it is formed. So you destroy all the previous stories and you inject your own, and well, everyone's just going to buy this? You don't inject your own yet. You discredit all of them to make people more susceptible to believing. 
the so, new one when it comes about. So divinely inspired mudslinging, essentially, is what this is. This is, is. This is what it's going to be. It's going to be, we're going to use archaeological discoveries to discredit religion. And these will all be fabricated archaeological discoveries. Sounds like it. Okay. <laughs> Step two. So first part, easy. Using earthquakes. <laughs> Discredit religion. Got it. Perfect. Step one, easy. Step two, probably just as easy. Okay. Step two, a, a gigantic space uh, 3D holographic laser projection. So this is where the NASA technological prowess comes in. This we're gonna, is, yes. We're going to like project holographic cities in the sky? Uh, here's what we go. Um, the second stage in creating a new world order would be using a gigantic space show with 3D holographic images, lasers, and sounds to seduce people into believing in, a, in the new god. Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> the show will consist of laser projection of multiple holographic images to different parts of the world, each receiving a different message according to the predominating regional-slash-national religious faith. Mm. From the depths of space, astonished followers of various creeds will witness their own return messiah in spectacularly convincing lifelike realness. This one god will... Uh, so... And then, apparently, all of these depictions of the messiahs will merge into one. So, um, so but this... Here's where the deception happens. Okay. Alright, I'm, I'm ready. So... This one God, so all the messiahs merge into this one figure, this one God will in fact be the Antichrist, oh, who will explain the various scriptures have been misunderstood, that the religions are, of all are responsible for turning brother against brother, nation against nation. Therefore, the world's religions must be abolished to make way for the golden age. So, step one, earthquakes to discredit religions. Okay. Done. Easy. Sure. Cool. Easy Piece stuff. of cake. Yeah. Step two, using our already in place... Giant light show satellites, which I'm sure there's a lot of already. Tons. NASA's been working on this a lot. They're going to put up a giant uh, 3D holographic laser projection across the planet, specifically tailored to a region's cultural beliefs and their predominant faith, to show the return of the Messiah. You know, this sounds an awful lot like when I saw Laser James Taylor at the planetarium. Just like that. Just like that. And also laser <laughs> Kenny Loggins. Holographic also, Kenny yes. Loggins. When you've seen uh, holographic Kenny Loggins, it's really similar to this. It's, you know, when you see those colors and Footloose comes on, you just your only course of action is to toss out everything that you've ever known and loved. And, and embrace Footloose. And embrace <laughs> Footloose as your lord and savior. savior. As you should. Just like Kevin Bacon did in that movie. Yeah. And we're not telling you not to do that. We're just trying to warn you that it will happen. So right. don't be surprised when it does. Just let it happen. Let just, it happen. It's like slipping into a hot bath. Yes. <laughs> let it happen. Just let it happen. <laughs> All right. It's really so, creepy. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get to step three. Step three is even easier. Okay. Okay. Uh, step three is telepathic two-way communication. Uh, according to the thing I'm putting out here, this is where things start to get really creepy. Mm -hmm. All right, so... Government-controlled earthquakes and giant laser projections are not the creepy part. No. It is believed that NASA will use low-frequency radio waves to telepathically communicate with humans in an attempt to shape their beliefs to match those taught by the New Age religion. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, mes yeah. The message will be uh, sent from a device that can deliver audible signals directly to an individual while they remain undetectable by anyone else. I knew Rush Limbaugh was ruining everything. <laughs> I fucking knew it. <laughs> This is proof. P 
The microwave beam generated by this device is moderated to uh, at audio frequencies that can broadcast voices directly to the brain. Yeah. So pretty much step three is forcing people to... Uh, is tricking people to believe that God is directly sending them messages. They've been doing this since they invented the AM radio. God's been giving me direct or messages directly to my brain since they developed that. Well, yeah, I know, but... That's, that's what I'm saying. This is not new, so completely plausible. Let's move on to step four. So, <laughs> every time I turn on the radio, I'm like, there's that voice again. There it is. There it is. Mike Trevisano. <laughs> <laughs> it's a car commercial. No, I already have 400 cars. Quit wanting me to buy more, God. It's a, the Midwest. We have a lot of car commercials we here. Do. All right, and step four. Universal supernatural manifestations using electronic means. The final step of Project Bluebeam is to create chaotic, to create a chaotic event that will leave people willing or desperate enough to accept the new world order. So if using earthquakes, giant space holograms, and f- sending messages into your brain were not enough, this is going to seal the deal. Um, so some of the examples are, one is to make mankind believe an alien invasion is about to strike down on each major city of the Earth, i.e. Independence Day. A lot of people think that already. Yep. The second is to make Christians believe the, to believe a major rapture with supposedly divine intervention of an alleged good alien force is coming to save people from, from a brutal satanic attack. That already happened. You know, what was that movie called? Uh, Dante's Peak. That's a joke. I don't know. I think, <laughs> but, was, I think it was Volcano, but we'll move on. Right, right, right. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. The third orientation in the fourth step is a mixture of, of electronic and supernatural forces. The goal of this one deals with the global satanic ghosts all around the world in order to push all population to the edge to drown into a wave of suicide killing the permanent psychological disorder it's paranormal activity (laughs) (laughs) it's already happening too that's great so so what we have here is independence day volcano or dante's peak or paranormal activity oh boy either of those three are going to be the are the final steps you know so technically we might already be living in this new world order it sounds like it i think we're a little late i think i think it's too late i think we're fucked (laughs) you know that everyone we're We're fucked fucked. you're fucked if you've seen all three of those movies which i have and i have then welcome to the new world order you've been a part of this for a while well that's insane that is insane (laughs) All right, but when uh, I like I said, when it runs the gamut, you have this side of things. Right, 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 right. Okay, you want to move right along? Let's move right along. Okay, so the one that I researched that I find absolutely compelling is the thought that the government is going to control everything we do using very simple, very primal tactics. Okay. okay. So follow me here. All right. Um, anytime something major happens, anytime there's a uh, sort of seismic shift in the way culture is interpreted, anytime there's some sort of huge policy change, anytime we go to war, anything like that, something happens that you <laughs> might not even have been aware of. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, Something's been happening every time. I feel nervous I'm, about this. I'm going to point to most recent iteration of this okay the trans-pacific partnership also known as tpp okay you familiar with this uh vaguely i know i know a lot of people did not want it a lot of people feel it's going to ruin uh trade in this country 
Yeah, uh, ver- I, like various things like that. But I, I, I would be in that camp as well. I, I would have to agree with that. But it also is a complete infringement on your privacy rights as an internet user. Didn't because know that. Your internet service provider or ISP now mm-hmm. has complete access to what you've been looking at, how long you've been looking at it, the kind of shows you've been watching on Netflix, the things you've been shopping for on Amazon, the clothes you're buying from Zappos, <gasps> your Google searches. They know my clothes I'm buying. They from know Zappos? everything now. It's a complete invasion. You thought that NSA thing was bad? This is about to get worse. Well, I'm going to make sure that everything I look at now is going to be so discouraging and so awful that when they look at it... They're going to look closer. (laughs) They're going to look closer or they're just going to feel shame. I might just be looking at you to shame you. I guess that's what the NSA was doing. They're just looking at people and being like, Ah, look at this asshole. And that was like what they spent most of their time doing. They didn't find anyone worth finding. They just laughed at regular people's bad decisions. (laughs) Anyway, guess what? We make a lot of them. You're welcome, NSA. (laughs) Not even two days after the Trans-Pacific Partnership passes. Okay. Something that rocked people's minds occurred. Okay, let's see. I'm trying to think what might have happened. What what do you remember happened? TPP. Days later. Okay, so. I'm I'm not picturing anything. Okay, well, let's, let's frame this a little bit. What does every single human being do? Yes, that's true. (laughs) On a a daily basis, other than breathing and uh, the various bathroom functions, we'll throw those out. What what else do people need to do? You gotta sleep and you gotta eat. That's correct. Especially the latter. People, especially in this country, take a lot of pride and a lot of time in considering what they're going to eat and where it's coming from and what it is. And people are always very interested in what you're eating. Every time I bring a lunch into the office people want what are you eating what is that did you make that did you get that from somewhere else people want to know what i'm eating Mm -hmm. it's very closely tied to your dopamine receptors in your mind isn't it it is so here's the theory okay (laughs) trans-pacific partnership passes two days later mcdonald's releases their all-day breakfast menu (laughs) mcdonald's has distracted you Instead of you focusing on a complete infringement of your rights and pushing back and saying this policy must change, they placated us with delicious salt and sugar latent foods. You can now get a hash brown, a delicious golden brown McDonald's hash brown any time of the day that McDonald's is open. Some of which are open 24 hours a day. 24 hour access to hash browns, Austin. People do need went, hour people went crazy about this. It was all over Facebook. It was on BuzzFeed. It was on CNN, for Christ's sake. The implications on McDonald's stock as a result of breakfast being available all the time. It was here. And it is still here. It and is still here. This affects so many people. Now, you were saying before, when I originally brought this theory up to you, you said, well, if they were going to to influence as many people as possible the biggest fast food chain wouldn't they have gone to Subway who's number one I, I, I feel they I do believe Subway has the most locations it does but here's the thing about Subway is that it's marketed as healthy food establishment regardless of it being fast food and being highly processed mm-hmm. it is still considered healthy a healthy alternative mm-hmm. to something like McDonald's or Burger King Wendy's Jack in the Box whatever is available in your neck of the so there's a guilt factor that goes along with eating McDonald's. I do like feeling bad. 
A lot of people do. <laughs> There's sort of a feeling that you're really not supposed to be eating this. You go to McDonald's like, oh, I had McDonald's. Oh, it tasted great, but oh, you just you don't feel that great. You kind of have gas. You just you know <laughs> you you know that that Big Mac and fries you just ate did not hold a lot of nutritional value. It was laden with calories, saturated fats, trans fats, artificial sodium, so many bad things that just clogging your arteries with cholesterol. So, when you eat McDonald's, it's just an absolute rush of dopamine to your head. It's been completely fabricated and engineered to be as impactful on your body as possible. So, what happens when you eat it is all those little things, the sugar, the salt, the caffeine from the drink, the starch from the french fries, it all hits your brain at once. It affects you. McDonald's isn't just a food choice. It's experience so how do you make people feel things you <laughs> go it? through their stomachs how do you distract I, people you give them more options you may have taken away their freedom but you gave them the ability to get hash browns all the time and mcdonald's is the fucking best hash browns yeah, i could agree to that i don't eat a lot of breakfast foods but when you do do you go for hash browns no 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 well you're a bad example <laughs> austin doesn't like hot beverages everybody i'd like to point that out <laughs> It's very strange to me. I drink coffee every fucking morning. I have a lot of strange quirks, especially when it comes to food. And Bad test group. You know when they say like four out of five dentists recommend you're that one rogue uh, dentist that who doesn't dentist. who doesn't think flossing is necessary. Yeah, flossing seems like a waste of time. It's just weird. <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck flossing. I guess that's what we're getting at here. But yes, any time. But keep, keep your eyes open for this. Any time that there's something significant happening, see what fast food manufacturers are doing. See how the advertising comes to you. Because you know what? On Facebook, I saw a lot more trending news about McDonald's all-day breakfast than I did with the Trans-Pacific Partnership. I saw uh, that's, way, pro- that's probably true. I that saw is more, way true. <laughs> I saw a lot more coverage of it on television when I was at the gym than the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Uh, yes, I did. I did see the uh, all those McDonald's commercials where they're like, Hashtag McDonald's all day. Why can't we have McDonald's all day breakfast? Frowny face. More frowny face. Angry face. Mm-hmm. I saw the the ridiculous commercials for that. And I saw nothing about the TPP. Of course not. It's not breaking news. It's not relevant to you. At least you thought it wasn't. But in fact, it affects every single person with an internet connection. Now, you tell me that any of these people walking around staring up at the skies with their mouths open and their cell phones out isn't connected, isn't making a choice, isn't searching for who was the fat kid in the the big green or the same kid who was in the sandlot. That's all relevant to somebody because that data is now being mined. And they're controlling your mind with fast food. And that's the theory. I like it. Very compelling. I don't know why you... (laughs) You should be a McDonald's marketer. I should be a McDonald's that was, that marketer. Really, that was so convinced. I, I, I'm you very sold. Sure. You sold me wanting McDonald's breakfast all day. Really? Yeah. That it wasn't was, the point. I wanted you to care about how your fucking rights are being infringed on. It's not, and now you're hungry? It's not fast food. It's an experience. You're a simpleton. <laughs> you, should, you knew I was coming at you with this, too. You still weren't ready for it. <laughs> I just love the it's not a... It's not fast food, it's an experience. It, actually, that... it really is. You know, the next time you're eating a Big Mac, 
you're, you're going to realize just how much euphoria you're in, like, while you're eating. Mm. Like, it's wonderful. I like, normally don't eat Big Macs. That's my favorite. Like, that, that's, for me, that's just, like, treating it up. What, what's, what's your, uh, your McDonald's probably, choice when you go there? Wow, probably a quarter pounder. Also great. So, yeah, it's, I, but thinking about it, I don't know the last time I've been to McDonald's. It's probably a good thing. Yes, it is a good thing. I'm glad I can't remember when I've been to McDonald's last. But if you've been there recently and have had, you know, their all-day breakfast, way to fall in line. Right. See, uh, my father and I stopped there on our way to one of our contracting jobs, and I got a couple of egg McMuffins. We discussed the, the all-day breakfast. It was a, it was a point of uh, conversation my father and I uh, had. We didn't not not once did we talk about the TPP agreement. Much more important, much more relevant, but no, fast food. It gets to everybody eventually. It does get to everybody. All right, all right. Third theory. Third theory. <laughs> get ready. Um, Buckle so, up. Okay, so this one this one might be a little bit. It's going to be brief, but this is one I I found searching around uh, and actually I saw it on uh, television as well and this has this ties back to some alien stuff and ties into something that a lot of us or especially those on the east coast experienced like almost maybe almost a decade now or more the uh, that huge blackout that hit all the eastern seaboard I remember that remember that I think everyone kind of remembers where they were when that happened I was uh, at home it was summertime I remember mm-hmm. because um, my dad had turned on the AC and was on for a glorious five minutes before all the power <laughs> shut down I remember everybody in my neighborhood lost their power and like everybody surrounding there too it was this sort of weird like M. Night Shyamalan happening moment where like Everybody in the neighborhood like walked outside their houses. We're all like, "Is your power out?" They're like, "Yep, so is ours." Nobody. He had power. We actually, uh, my dad, being a contractor, had this big construction generator and a bunch of gas, mm-hmm. and we turned it on. And <laughs> me and my friends sat in my kitchen with a lot of extension cords, and I hooked up my PlayStation Two and my small television, and we watched Jackass the movie. <laughs> and that was our way go. of escaping the harsh <laughs> reality. There was no electricity. And they had to go home because I was like 15 or <coughs> 15, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were all very sad. They wanted to keep watching uh, the bonus features of Jackass and not go to their dark houses. <laughs> <laughs> I was in... I was in... I was at home. We were Me and my buddies were gaming. And the power went out. Oh, mid-game? Mid-game. That's... We're sitting there <laughs> gaming and... They're like, okay, well, what do we got to do? Uh, so we ended up, you know, we scrapped that idea. We ended up, my one buddy who lived a couple houses down had a pool. So we went swimming for a little while. Mm, but it was it was this weird thing where it was immediately like, okay, all modern conveniences are gone. We're going to resort back to fun we used to have prior to having electricity. So it was right. like, we're going to hang out at night. And we're going to look at the sky and see all the stars for the first time. Because we were in a heavily light-polluted area. Right, but there's no electricity, so you could actually see the stars. We can see the stars! It was the one night I actually got to see most of the stars. Cherish that night. Cherish that night. Let's not cherish it that much. What if I were to tell you that that power outage, why, or while, blamed on an individual at a power company somewhere along the Canadian border, I believe. Really? I think so. Um, I I believe it was somewhere around the... Like, the Niagara area where there's a power plant. Oh, okay. I think it was around there, if I'm remembering this correctly. But, what if I'm saying it wasn't that man, but 
UFOs. I would believe you implicitly, but give me evidence regardless. Well, because I like jump in logic, I like jumps in logic and things that seem not to connect together. Let's point out the fact that there were multiple UFO sightings leading up to this event. Interesting. Yes. Many things seen over the Pennsylvania area, many things seen kind of in the vicinity of where the power outages happened. Now, let's connect the fact that in many occurrences of UFO sightings over specific areas, such as uh, army bases, um, any sort of military facility, power plants, for some reason, there's a failure. Hmm. It's very strange. And what's there? There's no reason given for this failure. Uh, there isn't. Like a really good case was um, during the Cold War. Some of our actual missile silos, where we had missiles in ready, waiting to go. If you got the, if you got the call on the phone to arm them, mm. kind of deal. And they'd be sitting down there, and all of a sudden there would be a power failure, like the, or like something like the missiles were arming themselves for no particular reason. Like no one had done anything. The computers are going crazy. It's they're losing terrifying. power, like just crazy, crazy stuff happening to these guys who are, you know, so so many feet below ground, and they have they have no idea what's going on. But on the surface, they'll end up getting a call or saying something like, "Hey, what's going on up there?" And they'll be like, "Hey, we see something in the sky above here. We can't identify it, and it's causing all this haywire with electronics." Hmm, it's very strange. It is, but why do you make that jump to UFOs? Well. With the multiple sightings in the area that people had experienced, people tend to think that maybe with such the such a widespread outage as it was, it I forget how many how much of the eastern seaboard just lost power all of a sudden. It was a pretty good uh, amount, from what I understand, because yeah, I think I it did finally get back to a television that was working. That's all they were talking about. Yeah, and I think what it was is just how the the size of the outage and just thinking like how can this happen in our day and age right and just and like could all of this stuff had failed like one thing happened and the entire eastern seaboard just went down i think that's what people jump to and that's why they're like hey there were these sightings at this time people saw a lot of these things i I also like to point out that maybe because you could actually see the sky at night, maybe you misinterpreted something for the first time. Um, we're going to talk about that in a second. <laughs> when, when we went UFO watching, yes, mm-hmm. and and yeah, so people have people have tied the power outage back to UFO interference. Hmm. Well, I'm compelled. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see another explanation. No. What could it be? Actually. Now that we're done talking about this. Okay. But what's even funnier is that I think the story of the guy being the lone person responsible for it is way more interesting than the, the thought of UFOs. So is that true? Is that really one guy that, that, was, that was his doing? Um, I'm trying to remember this. I'm trying to remember everything correctly with this. I literally... Very interesting. I was, going th- I was going through some of these things. I was trying to think... I was trying to come up with a, with a, a solid third conspiracy for us to have. And I was going through a list of things like, what could we, what could we use? What could we use? And I went back to the fact that I saw this. I was, wa- I was laying on my couch on a Sunday and I saw something on, uh, if anyone's ever watched the show alien files, if you haven't, it's a treat. It really is. It's, it, it's something. All right. It's really, it's poorly produced. Um, oh, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> but if you like watching just like really awful 
conspiracy stuff and having to do with aliens, this is perfect for you. If you like schlock, if you like, like what you're listening to currently. Yeah, if you <laughs> love this, watch that. <laughs> um, but I remember, like, I have never, I had never heard that before, and then they mentioned that, and I'm like, no way, no, no way. So I, that's right. That's really reaching. It's 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 reaching. It's it's tough. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, that's something someone brought up. Someone like believes that that's what happened. I'm like, well, that's ridiculous. But that's, that's all it takes is to get the ball rolling a little bit and just get someone's mind turning to the, well, that's possible, sort of scenario, and it just snowballs from there. It just go, it just gains momentum and it just goes and goes and goes. And the more questions you can raise regarding mm-hmm. a conspiracy, the better it is. I oh, think yeah. that this is like the, the heart of it is conspiracy theory is you raise questions, compelling questions they might be, but you raise questions mm-hmm. and you don't answer them. You just keep raising questions again and again and again. Yeah, and you listen, I know you like if you can't answer question one, that shouldn't I don't know. I know on some standardized tests if you can't answer a question you go to the next one. But in, in a train of logic, like you gotta like get if you can't answer this, you can't jump to something else. You have to be like, you have to find an explanation for what part one was. You can't solve part two if you can't solve part one. I completely agree. And also, you reminded me, I heard of a conspiracy regarding standardized testing, that it's being increased to up profit margins for governments and to make people dumber and to put people into filing cabinets and make them feel inferior and less creative by shoving more and more standardized testing down their throats. Does that sound plausible? I think it's just our education system getting lazier. I think, but, some, I think it's our <laughs> but some people really think that, like, they're out to get my kids. I can't afford anything but public school. I'm sure as hell not going to homeschool them. I'd like them to be functional humans. Mm-hmm. And boom, you have another conspiracy right there. I just pulled another one out of my ass sitting in this warehouse. By the way... Uh, that wasn't very much of a guessing game. If you couldn't guess, the McDonald's theory was the one that I came up with. <laughs> Which I think is, I still think it's pretty good. I've gotten some people like, like you know, doing that thing where they start like, you know, shifting their eyes around the top part of their eyes. Like, I didn't even realize that. You just get you them thinking. Should, you shouldn't realize that. You shouldn't, but that's the thing. <laughs> you make connections. You take two things that have significance. Mm-hmm. You put a bridge between them, a link, and then you say... Here's the conspiracy. The conspiracy is that little dirt pad between those two things that you didn't see that was actually the whole purpose of the two things. Mm-hmm. What you need to do is you need to stress stress test that dirt road right. and that bridge and see if it holds up. Exactly. And the thing is, for some people, it does. And for others, they look down that dirt path and they say, no fucking way. Because you know what? That looks like bullshit. And you know something? That's it not a dirt is. road. That's bullshit road. That's and, bullshit. I, and I'm not going down it. Welcome to Bullshit Boulevard. <laughs> I don't think my big fat brain can fit down that road. But that's the thing. Like, but I guess the question really becomes, why do we find these things so fascinating? Like, what, what is so compelling about these theories? Well, here, here let's... I have... I've, dug up some information about conspiracy theories and these are some really cool interesting explanations as to why they happen why we have them and like we don't we don't really get why they formulate and where they do because it's they form across all all demographics sex race religion education level political ideology 
it all it's it's across all of them. It really is. Um, it's transcendent. I th- yeah, I think. If I, I wish I, I hope I have it in here. If I don't, I'm kind of sad. Uh, there was someone who said it was something like one in five postgraduate holding uh, individuals believe a conspiracy theory. That is mind-shatteringly stupid. It's it's crazy. That's unbelievable. Educated people, informed people, like these things a lot. Everyone likes these things, and here's why they like them. Um, so, quoting this, this is from a Times article. Conspiracy theories often crop up during times of uncertainty and fear, after terrorist strikes, financial crises, high-profile deaths, and natural disasters. Past research suggests that if people feel they don't have control over a situation, they'll try to make sense of it and find out what happened. The sense-making leads them to connect dots that aren't necessarily connected in reality. We found that if you give people the feeling of control... They are, then they are less inclined to believe those conspiracy theories. Giving people a sense of control can make them less suspicious over, gov- over governmental operations. So this idea of control, or lack of it, which could have an influence on a person's willingness to believe a conspiracy theory or not. If something or a situation is in their control or their ability to understand, they're comfortable with a rational explanation or, an, or a common narrative. If it's something where they feel they have no control over the situation and they can't really seem to connect the dots, they're going to connect dots anyways, and it might not be the right ones. That's probably a big reason as to why a lot of the conspiracies include things like governmental surveillance, mm-hmm. things like the New World Order. Uh, the NWO. Illumin- yeah, NWO. The, Illumin- <laughs> the Illuminati, organized religion, mm-hmm. sort of big conglomerate uh, entities that wield power, that have influence over you and your life and your lifestyle more importantly because what's more important to someone than the day-to-day goings on mm-hmm. now the thing is that yes since we've discovered like the spectrum of reality and how limited our senses is we really as humans have no fucking idea in the grand scheme of things what's really going on mm-hmm. but that's far beyond our grasp and we choose to ignore that because we really can't understand that but we like to look for meaning within the things that we do have some understanding of. Yeah. The human mind is programmed to look for patterns and shapes and simple sort of congruous explanations for things. Mm-hmm. But if you interlock a lot of simple things into one bigger moving like cog and a big wheel of craziness... It just makes you go like, whoa, man, there's a lot of shit going on. And you suddenly have this feeling, at least for me, like when I started getting like, engrossed in these theories, you start feeling like, wow, I'm really insignificant. I really wish I was more informed that I could sort of like be in on this and like, you know, sort of look down on all the other people that are having their strings pulled by the ones in charge. Mm-hmm. And it's an, it's an authoritative thing because yeah. it's sort of like a, a classist thing, too. But if you're lower on the totem pole, the more your life is being controlled. That's right, and that ties into these next two points exactly. Interesting. <clears throat> a, conspira- a, a conspiracy theory uh, is it's, it's defined by four characteristics. One, a group. Two, acting in secret. Three, to, al- to alter institutions, usurp power, hide truth, or gain utility. Four, at the expense of the common good. 
a content analysis of more than uh, 100,000 letters to the New York Times in 121 years turned up three pages worth of conspirators from Adolf Hitler and the African National Congress to the World Health Organization and Zionist villagers cataloged into eight types, left, right, communist, capitalist, government, media, foreign, or other, other being Freemasons, the AMA, and even scientists. The common theme throughout is power, who has it and who wants it. And so the authors conclude their inquiry with the observations translated by, uh, uh, by parent from uh, Niccolo Machiavelli's The Prince, a conspiracy manual of sorts for the strong desire to rule and the, and the weak desire not to be ruled. Hmm. Also, great piece of literature. I had to read that uh, while I was doing my undergrad uh, English studies. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So yeah, so it's, it's again, it's the... It's these slots in society, your class your political leanings, all of that ties into this and who you might trust and who you're not going to trust. Right, and I, I think it's an inherent part of, of uh, especially American life, uh, your status, your class mm-hmm. ranking, whether you're low class, middle class, upper middle class, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. You're always thinking that the class just above you is this golden grassy field of opportunity and the class beneath you is exactly where you do not want to be and you'll do anything to keep yourself out of that lower class so how do you do that you manipulate your your environment Mm -hmm. so why wouldn't the top one percent the people who are holding all this wealth all of this influence wielding all this power not do all these things to make sure that we don't rise to their level to prevent a uh a socialist, uh, equal, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, an equal sort of uh, society where people share wealth, share power. That just isn't going to fly because that's not fun. Yeah. So you pull strings, mm-hmm. you inject uh, chemicals into food, you control people's minds like Project Monarch, you project flashy th- three-dimensional images into the sky, and you play Footloose. NASA. NASA. <laughs> Sons of bitches. NASA's criminally underfunded, by the way. Yeah, they are. We, Probably we, because they're blowing it all in hologram okay. machines. <laughs> See, that's where all these, this, that's where their one billion dollars a year go. Oh. Not to not to missions to the moon or to Mars or anything like that. Holographic. You don't need to go back to the moon. Let's not go back to the moon, NASA. I mean, unless the whole like uh, let's project the yeah. moon like they're doing already. Yeah, into the sky. Right. Of course, the moon isn't actually real. No. And contrary to popular belief, not made of green cheese, but it's just a hologram. That's right. A dynamic hologram. Green cheese theorists. Yeah, but I, 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 <laughs> that's probably a group. Did I, did if I, uh, I just offended somebody, I'm really sorry. I, am, I was just assuming that was a fake thing. I will supplant your <laughs> offensive nature by being more offensive. Perfect. There is a, a group of people called the Flat Earth Society. Mm-hmm. A good friend of mine from high school named Mark made it his personal mission to rip these people to shreds because, and I'm not kidding, they believe the following things. The Earth is flat, completely, like a big, long rectangle. Picture like a, um, a game board, mm-hmm. um, like, a, like Risk or Monopoly or something. It's just a big, long That's not how you view board. the world. That's, well, maybe a few hundred years ago. That's how people did, but <laughs> regardless. Um, and the world is flat, Con- uh, the countries and continents and everything else just sort of s- sits on the side of it. 
gravity is created because this rectangle is being forever pushed upwards through space, causing a downward pull on us, slamming us onto this game board. Now around the edge of this hang game on, board. Hang on, well, hang on, hang no, on. No, I, I don't know if you have the. I don't have the answer to this, but why are we accelerating? I don't know. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not one of these people. I'm just curious. Is, I, that seems like an important never, fact. They like, never got the goddamn reasoning for this, and no one's going to question it. And here's why: because it's ridiculous. Okay, so edge of the board, ice wall. I mean, that's going to stop people. Yeah, of course. Especially when the government puts fucking snipers and rocket launchers and tanks on the ice wall to make sure that any boat, any craft, anything that goes outside of it is going to get shot down. You know why Amelia Earhart never came back, Austin? Ice wall. Shot down by the ice wall. Thrown off the edge of the earth so no one would ever find out where she had been. Dormita Triangle? Ice wall. That's correct. Too far north. Went off the ice wall, shot down, out of sight, <laughs> out of mind. Try. So wait, so the squadron that flew from Florida and disappeared over the Bermuda Triangle went too far north? That's correct. Okay. Ice wall. Ice wall. Flying to make sure. Hannibal crossing the Alps? Ice wall. That's correct. <laughs> or, you know, snipers on the ice wall. Cool. They have very big scopes. They can see very far. Far away. <laughs> yeah, very far. Um, ice wall's huge. So here, you wouldn't, here. you think you'd notice it. Okay, so uh, I'm going to pretend to be one of these uh, flat earth uh, theorists. You're going to ask me questions, and I'm going to tell you the reasoning to the best of my knowledge as to why. You've already asked the propulsion theory, and we're going to put that to the side because I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know what that is. Um, Okay. Uh, Do you still want your name to be Zach, or would you like to make up a name? Travis. Travis, the flat earth theorist. That's hi. Hi, Travis, the nice, flat earth theorist. It's nice to see you. Um, so, Travis, when did you first hear about the flat earth theory? When I got my 56K modem, went online, <laughs> and typed in, is the earth flat into Yahoo? Okay. And in the search, I'm guessing you got multiple answers. Why did you settle on this one? Because <laughs> it was the real one. It was the real one. Okay, That's so, correct. It's the so truth. I, I feel like you had a preconceived notion going into this. You I, felt the earth was flat, and then you found an answer that applied to it. Just because I found the truth, and you haven't yet, doesn't mean I'm wrong. Well, some things make it wrong. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like what? Um, the horizon. The horizon is a holographic image projected by the government. Okay. So tying Project Bluebeam into this, I see. It's actually very similar. Oh, great. Okay, mm-hmm. so no horizon. No horizon. There's, there's uh, projectors along specific parts of the ice wall that are uh, projecting that. And also the sky. The sky is not real. Okay, so I'm guessing clouds are not real. Uh, uh, holograms projected. Rain. Um, it's, I can um, feel rain. You can, you can feel rain. Um, it, is, it is a particular <laughs> matter from the universe. Uh, hitting us. There's moisture in the in space. You've been lied to by scientists. Seasons. Um, changes in the um, parts of space that we go through. There's actually different <laughs> layers of space that are incongruous that we go through during various parts of the years. And they affect the different parts of the game board differently. Okay. I'm, this is absolutely true. I know you, I, you're laughing over here. We, I, I spent a lot of time with Mark on this thing. It's, it's, I'm still Travis, though. Please keep... It's Travis! Yeah. Hi, Travis. <laughs> still Travis. Still, still Travis. <laughs> That's just... So, so... Ask me about the sun and the moon. Oh, 
we're getting there. Okay. <laughs> but no, but since we're, we're there now, sun and moon. Are flat discs that uh, rotate around the top of the game board. They are uh, placed, once again, by the government, but they are uh, comfort signifiers. Uh, the sun actually does give off real heat that we can feel, and the moon provides a... Is this uh, like a heat nice, lamp? Kind of, but it's flat. <laughs> flat heat lamps. It's being suspended uh, over the top and being How are they suspending over. it? The government has its ways. The government apparently can do a lot of things. A lot of things. And employ a lot of ice wall soldiers. What government is this? The, the faceless um, but menacing government that rules us all with an iron fist up them. You know the ones. Uh, that government. Right, that one. That None of the fake governments that give you the illusion of choice. Okay. Or sovereignty. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> huh. What else we got? If we're flying through space and things are coming down on us, mm-hmm. well, the different seasons and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, don't know, I feel there's too much repetition in things for it to, that we're constantly moving through the same parts of space at times. I feel like there's too much repetition in ACDC songs. That doesn't make them not real. That's not a correct argument. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I am a flat earth theorist, and I will I inject care. whatever sort of metaphor. Travis, why do animals migrate? Um, irrelevant. They also, <laughs> they are uh, not part of it. They are stupid, and they are our food. They were put here for us to eat. Next question. Next question. <laughs> like the Drew Rosenhaus over here. <laughs> Jesus. Why do animals hibernate? to hide to shield themselves from the oppressive nature of space as we're being <laughs> flung through it upwards. As forever. we all do. As we all do. Same reason you go into your house for warmth at night. I don't have fur. You, don't have, you do not have fur. Actually, I would contend that you do have some fur. I do have some. I'm pretty hairy. I, I am too. Eastern I, I, European. That's right. I, I'm actually I'm much furrier than you yes, right you now. Yes, you are. I've got a freaking carpet on my face currently. I don't know why you put that on there. I... Mm-hmm. Decorate it. And Carpet squares were on sale, and I had to have it. <laughs> I place it on my face. I want everybody to know. <laughs> All right, Travis, do you have anything else for us? Oh, only that. Uh, the best thing you can do is just live your life as a pacifist, not ask too many questions, and when confronted, try to educate people about the truth that you live on a rectangle being hurled <laughs> upward through space with an ice wall. That's right, everyone. Beware of the ice wall. Okay, so I'm going to go back to being Zach again. <laughs> hey, Zach, welcome the, back. The one question that these people could never answer when we kept posing it is why go through with all of this? Why would the government have this ruse? Why wouldn't they want us to know? What's on what, the other what, side of the ice Okay, wall? Let, let's say it was the other way around. Okay, the earth is, is round. And, and no, the and, Earth is yeah, round and flat. The earth, earth is round and flat. That was the other thing: is that all the pictures of the round Earth taken from space, yeah. also um, forged by the government. And what was interesting <laughs> is that a scientist got on on this uh, site and he showed that pictures he took himself on his boat. He used a buoy out in the middle of the ocean mm-hmm. and moved away from it and showed pictures he took from the same height. And as he moved away from it. It showed the buoy moving further and further away, and the curvature of the Earth actually diminishing its height in relation to where he was as he moved away from it. 
because the Earth is a sphere, as you move away and go over it, it actually limits where you can see it. Mm-hmm. He showed, he used mathematical equations. He showed using these equations that there, there was a specific amount of space that you needed to go to to perceive the change and that the Earth was a known size <laughs> and using these formulas showed that, yes, the Earth has to be round. It doesn't make any sense regardless. And then they shot back and said, well, it's some sort of optical illusion and that the government was probably in on that too. They just weren't sure yet how they had interfered. <laughs> they probably controlled the lens on his camera very far away. How close were you to the ice wall? They have radios. How close they, were you to the ice wall? The guy posted one last time. He said, you people are out of your minds and never came back. <laughs> they were interested. They were like, well, jeez, how'd you get these forged images? Are you good with Photoshop, sir? <laughs> and they're so quick to defend their beliefs, too. They're so con- like convinced by this. This idea that's so fabricated, is so real to them, like they'll fiercely, fiercely defend it. I think whenever you start believing something wholeheartedly, you're going to defend it. And I think it's out of the fear that someone's going to prove you're wrong. But where is the shame in just saying, I was wrong, new evidence has presented itself, and I have now changed my viewpoint? I don't, see, I don't personally think there is shame in that. I think Neither that, do I. I uh, think that's part of being an open-minded, intelligent human, is when you are presented with new evidence, new things, factual things, empirical evidence, you change your viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Be stern. And be skeptical. But if there's sufficient evidence, change your mind. Mm-hmm. And these people won't do it. I, I wonder in part, too, if that's something in society has like, kind of geared in us to not want to do that. Be aggressive and steadfast in your beliefs. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there is. There's a pride thing at work there, too. I'm, I'm yeah, sure. getting, like, also just admitting to yourself that you were wrong. I think some of those, like, a lot of it is I don't want to admit to myself that I'm wrong. I've been telling people this for years. Mm-hmm. What are they going to think of me if I'm going off to them and be like, hey, listen, I was wrong about this. And how quickly are they going to soon forgive you for that when you bring on this new way of thinking and basically join the informed community? Or will they even ever trust you again? Will they see right. that as, a, as a, like their trust has been lost? I'd say it's a better vote of trust if you can admit things like that. Be honest with yourself and the people that you associate with. I trust people who can say, I was wrong. Not you don't have to apologize. Like, you don't have to say, I'm sorry. It's like, I was wrong. Like, I can't believe you guys even kept talking to me after that. <laughs> that's crazy. And you can have a laugh about it. Like, mm-hmm. in, in social situations, Have a lark. Too. It's yeah. fun. Yeah, I mean, like in social situations, if you make a mistake... Instead of trying to cover up the mistake and making it awkward, laugh at yourself. Roll with it and be like, wow, that was stupid. <laughs> Remember those two years I believe the earth was flat? That oh, was ridiculous. <laughs> that was dumb. And, you know, make it like a joke. And then use the point that, like, you know, that's how I used to be, but now I'm in this place. That shows growth. That shows maturity. And that shows progress. Look at that. We injected a nice life lesson into the end of our podcast today. Wonderful. At the end of this absolute craziness. Yes. These are some of the weirdest conspiracy theories we've either made up or heard about. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm very proud of mine. I think that someone's going to hear this and actually take with it and run. I hope Start so. looking for more, like, correlations between, like, this thing happened in politics and this fast food related thing happened here. 
because uh, my original idea for this, I told you, was that it would be uh, the McRib. Mm -hmm. The McRib comes back at a random time, but around the same time each year. <laughs> but it would, <laughs> it would somehow coincide with like some sort of like big political or like some sort of social climate change happening. But what I found out upon researching is that the date is sort of arbitrary because they wait for the pork price to get low enough where they'll actually buy it and make those weird rib patty things. <laughs> so that's that's the only correlation. <laughs> uh, we could have phoned it in. We could have yeah. made shit up. Hey, I was I was trying to find something else, and then that whole TPP thing came up, and I was like, that's too good. That makes too much sense. <laughs> and I think and all of that would have been way better than my NWO's influence on the NWO theory. <laughs> How the wrestling New World Order uh, affects the, the New, New World, World Order. Order. Or how maybe the, the New World Order Freemasons use professional wrestling. wrestling to brainwash the minds of young men. Nah, that would have been pretty compelling. Yeah, could have been fun. Yeah. I mean, going down that ridiculous rabbit hole. Maybe, maybe we'll do that sometime. We'll... Uh... <laughs> We'll bring on like a guest, like bring like we'll all like present our uh, conspiracy theories and talk about them again, poke holes in them. Let us know. We, we'd really like some comments, some feedback on uh, what we've been talking about. Also, uh, stay tuned. Uh, next week we have our first video production. Uh, hopefully, it's not the worst thing we've ever seen. <laughs> I think I think it'll be pretty entertaining, though. Um, we're going to be talking about the um, oh, what was it called? It's the uh, the Siberian Pass incident, but uh, the game. I'll actually tell you now. It's called Colot. It's available on Steam. I will be purchasing it. We're playing it this weekend with our friend Matt. Look forward to that. Austin, mm -hmm. do you have anything before we go? Uh, no, just, um, you know, we, we're, we're gearing up for some changes in, on the podcast. We're going to try to do, like, this is our first visual thing we're going to do. We're going to try to start recording them. We're going to start trying to do some more guests. We're going to try to get out some more and go places and see things and share them with you because... There's a lot of weird stuff out there that you should see. Absolutely. Like, we would love to bring it to your attention and uh, poke fun at it on a kind of massive scale. <laughs> like coming up this week, um, actually, again, in our backyard, because Ohio, for some stupid reason, oh, no. <laughs> is the like is ground zero for so much weird crap. In the, it's like Salt Fork State Park, uh, which is kind of, kind of linear with Columbus, but south of Canton. So it's off to the east, east of Columbus a little bit. Okay. Uh, they are having a Bigfoot hike. Oh, good. In which Bigfoot researchers will be attempting to do Bigfoot calls and call a Sasquatch. This will be happening on Halloween. <laughs> we cannot put enough air quotes around all of these things. Sasquatch researchers. Sasquatch calls. Yes. All of these things. Bigfoot hike. Yeah. Unless you have large feet and are walking. Which, in case, that might be a Bigfoot hike. Right. Might be an interesting way of describing your hike. Yes, but it probably not going to involve the Bigfoot. All I know is it's on Halloween, and, I, and my buddy gave this to me, and I'm like, I really want to go, but I have to watch my niece and nephew trick-or-treating. Right. Which so, is, you know, fam family is more important than Bigfoot. I think we can agree on that. I mean, I waited. <laughs> 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 oh, that's good. All right, sir. I think that concludes this week. Hey, again, no, I'm, I'm weirded out. Um, right. Tank's empty right now. Yeah. <laughs> Tank is empty. Tank's empty. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Take care. Paranormal A to Z is written and produced by Zach Shanes and Austin Sashko. All dialogue was something you read on a website one time and now can't find it again. The opening theme is Ascension by Ruled by Reason. All cited articles and references will be linked onto soundcloud.com slash paranormal A to Z. You can also access and share the show on our YouTube page. For paranormal updates, articles, and general weirdness, follow our Twitter at Paranormal A to Z. 
You know what makes this show possible and allows us to add a Biggie Fry and a Diet Coke to your extra value meal? You, you champion of the dollar menu. Thank you for listening and supporting The Strange. And remember, be as normal as paranormal allows.